I couldn't even go out of the house without combing my hair. And now, to be honest, I just don't comb it. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Uh. Hello, Zesties. Welcome to the Gleeful Talk Show where we share zesty stories to cultivate the happiness and hero within and out. It's already more than half the year of 2022, Zesties. Time has certainly passed. Before I dive into this episode, if you haven't already, please follow, rate, and review this podcast at your favorite podcast platforms or visit gleefultalkshow.com. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. That's at Gleeful Talk Show. If you have episode recommendations, feel free to drop me a note to gleefultalkshow at gmail.com. Now, with that out of the way, I wanted to talk about a bit of myself and a bit of history as well. So having migrated here in Australia with no childhood friends and only a few people that I really bonded with when I was younger, from time to time, I do think of the good old days when I was in the Philippines. After all, it's where I spent most of my life with so far. When I think about the good old days, it does quite mix with the bad ones. It's like you can't really say that you had good days if you haven't had bad ones. You know what I mean? And my younger self endured quite a journey back then, which is quite a story to tell. And finally, I've had the guts to share my story with you today and in this podcast. Today's episode is about me sharing with you my high school life being bullied. So it's like meet my high school bullies per se. And I specified as high school because there were some type of bullying after that in a loose kind of term. But that's for another episode. And bully in this type of terminology is someone who is an intimidator or oppressor and not necessarily the usual ones you see in movies like Mean Girls, although I had quite similar to that as well, but not as extreme. So sharing this story is not an easy feat, and I have been thinking about it for a while and doing this show for more than a year now. I felt I had found my voice, and I'm able to share a bit of myself and hope it would help any of you or anyone who you know to overcome any adversity, especially bullying. That part of my life is some of the few of my darkest moments, but I wanted to share in this show because of the learnings and realizations I've got from those experiences, which has molded me to who I am today. And I hope that anyone who has ever felt experienced or witnessed some type of bullying would know that first of all it's not you it's them the bullies and please do seek out help in whatever way you can i know it's easier said than done but take it from someone who has been through it too it might not be a severe and as movie worthy type of bullying story, but it's kind of like a classic with a twist. As I mentioned earlier, I'm hoping that this would inspire you Zesties or anyone you know that you come out a better person once you're able to cross that certain phase in your life. 
it's not going to be forever unless you take action on it. And for those who have bullied someone, know that your actions have put a dent on us and might be a good time to apologize and own up to your mistakes. Most of the time, when you are in that situation, in the present moment, especially when you were in your teens, you don't necessarily see the bigger picture, nor the higher ground of what's actually happening. And that's what I truly felt at the time. And fast forward, say, two decades later, I realized what it truly meant and why those things have happened. So let's start with high school. You hate it or you love it. Though some people were just, ah, high school, meh. But let me tell you this. High school was one of the best times in my life, despite, with a capital D-E-S-P-I-T-E, despite experiencing one of the most horrible bullying experiences I've ever had. And, well, does that mean after high school I had experienced some type of bullying? Well, yes and no, not necessarily, maybe somewhat, but I've just narrowed it down to high school as it's kind of like a common theme being bullied in high school and being in your teens, and it does somehow affect how you grew up. And those experiences mold you of who you are today. So anyway, high school, puberty. Oh, puberty. If you ask me, Given the chance, will I go back to high school knowing that I don't have any care in the world, just study, friends, and whatnot, not having any worries? Well, I really liked high school. Of course, it's my youth. Even though I really like that time of my life after overcoming being bullied, but nah, I feel like 30s is the new 20s or new teens. So anyway, it started in my first year of high school. As you know, I am an introvert and was much more introvert at that time. Quiet and shy. And I don't like the limelight at all in terms of like as an individual. I couldn't even pick up the phone and call the customer service to complain about like the dial-up internet being down because I'm scared of talking to people and I'm scared of people looking at me or talking to me directly. That's how shy I was. Well, I'm still an introvert now and I guess will always be. But now I've found my voice and my, I'd say, inner confidence. And sometimes I don't give an AF anymore. So yeah, that's the major difference. So you do become wiser as you age. So aging needs to be actually celebrated as much as you can, not hide behind the numbers. When you're a teenager, you care a lot about a lot of things. I cared a lot more before than I did now. And that's saying something. Back then, I couldn't even go out of the house without combing my hair. And now, to be honest, I just don't comb it. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I have a mini brush, but I found that if I comb my hair every day, I'll experience more hair fall, you know? So, I mean, not serious hair fall, but maybe like the hair will stick to the brush and more hair will fall. Anyway, 
I got off tangent here, but what I wanted to say was that I was extremely introvert and uneasy and awkward, especially in public. So, first year of high school, this quiet girl who just wants to blend in became one of the main targets of a fellow student. In hindsight, she wasn't actually popular, but she just became popular because she was a loud personality. And I remember vividly when we were asked to describe ourselves to the class, she said that she was multi-talented. So yes, the confidence was there, Zesties. It was oozing. Anyway, I didn't become her target until her crush became my boyfriend. To be fair, I wasn't really that serious in having a boyfriend that it just so happened. The guy was a year ahead of us, so second year high school. And I didn't even notice him at all, like, at all. But we had this subject called reading. Or, yeah, the subject is called reading. And then you read stories from different books and understanding them and picking up lessons from those stories. That sort of thing. But then the book that we needed for that subject got sold out everywhere. And I couldn't find it anywhere at all. I'm not sure whether it was a teacher or someone in my class said that we can check with a second-year student or a higher-year student because they have more or less the same version of the book and we can buy it secondhand. So I scoured and so I met with a second-year guy who had the book and bought it from him. Little did I know he actually noticed me before. That's why he was so willing to meet me and sell the book to me despite having other buyers so yeah i bought the book and stuff and after that he was quite persistent so anyway we dated and the thing is when i was in high school since i was the quiet one i didn't really initiate any type of interaction with others unlike the quote unquote popular ones so when i was like low-key going out with this guy i noticed that during recess or whatever this quote-unquote popular girl who just wants to be popular and who wants the attention for herself was calling me names whenever I passed by. So it was weird. It was really weird. And at first, I didn't understand that it was actually for me because like no any connection at all. So she was calling me names, spreading rumors, and just basically turning the whole world against me. Well, it wasn't literally the whole world, but that's what I felt at the time that the whole world was against me. And I think a lot of people who share the same experience felt like that too, especially when you were a teen, you know. Then my batchmates would laugh and call me names when I passed by and all those stuff. So it was horrible. I didn't have anyone on my side with classmates that were on the same gear. And in high school, we had this subject called music. And for first years, from what I remember, we had to do no trading. So no musical instruments yet. Then second year was flute, third year was guitar, fourth year was guitar and songwriting. So what aggravated this quote-unquote multi-talented popular girl was a lot of the higher years knows how to play guitar, but only a few girls in our batch knows how to play, which included me. And it wasn't common back then for a child at my age to be proficient in playing the guitar. All the more was that I got acquainted with fourth-year students and, of course, some second-year students who can play guitar too. So it did really piss her off a lot. And the name-calling just worsened and I was extremely in distress. And 
felt like hell and being stuck there forever. I can only remember how, how I felt and how long it felt. I've never felt so alienated in my whole life. I cried a lot. I was alone a lot. I had no one. And I mean, there's the boyfriend, but it's not the same, you know? Then I had to break up with that boyfriend because of all the that she had to put me through. And then he would say, it doesn't make sense. And he would talk to this girl. And I said, no, because it's just going to make her feel worse. And if she feels worse, it's going to bounce back to me. So what's worse was one of our classmates had a brother on the second year. So a batchmate of my boyfriend at that time. And of course, we got acquainted. So she was turning that classmate against me again. So for example, when I pass by, when she's together with that classmate, she would say that, oh, you have your guy and the brother of someone as well. Like, it's quite different when translated to English, but she's basically implying that I had two guys by my side, which is crazy. Of course, she would use code names, but it was pretty obvious to me what she was talking about. And what I only realized a year later was she actually met the guy before me, like the boyfriend. Like she was kind of pursuing him or something. And when she learned that I was dating him, she got so pissed off. The funny thing was Zesties, the guy I dated wasn't even my crush at that time. I wasn't really physically attracted to him, nor did he caught my eye. I mean, he had looks, of course, but wasn't just someone I was initially attracted to but he was one of the popular guys I'd say and I only knew about it when I realized that he's part of this dance group of, or something so you know how girls like guys who dance you know but I so that's when I only realized when when we already dated that he's actually popular can you imagine the bubble I was in so because it was popular, all eyes were on me, which was what I wanted to avoid in the first place. So it was a whirlwind of emotions. And being a teenager, a newbie, you don't realize these things and it will take a toll on you. It came to a point that I wanted to switch schools. I dare say my high school was one of the top tier schools in the region, so to switch schools would be a waste, but I was quite determined. I did tell my parents, but not specifically about being bullied, so they didn't really understand what I was going through. But mind you, Zesties, the rationality and the conclusions I'm sharing to you today about this experience didn't happen overnight, and for sure not when I was still in that situation. Only years after have I realized all of this after putting the pieces of puzzle together. So then the guy and I finally broke off for good when I was on my second year. One eternity later. So in hindsight, I realized that it wasn't me. It was really just her and perhaps her insecurities. And this manifested into bullying. Before, I didn't really take into heart nor any thought about why she was such a to me i never did and i was so busy trying to survive what she was putting me through that i didn't see the bigger picture that i would say she was jealous and as the saying goes hell hath no fury like a woman scorned just so funny why she was scorned in the first place but anyway what i wanted to say is if you are bullied 
don't ever think it's because of you. But it's because someone needs to put their shit together and not channel their negative energy your way. And actually, most of these bullies bully the people whom they think can't fight back. If I was someone as loud as her, she wouldn't have been that audacious in putting me through what she was putting me through. And also, these bullies sometimes have their own problems within themselves as well. Not only insecurities, but perhaps they were also bullied before, you know. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of like two sides of the same coin. Anyway, there was another one, which again happened on my first year. How eventful Zesties. So this was a different girl in the same class as well. So we had a dance presentation for an event. And as far as I remember, I wasn't part of that dance presentation or I was just part of it, but just someone in the background, like not the main person, sort of like that. But what I vividly remember was I had to take this girl's place, like maybe she was one of the main dancer because she was sick for more than a week and she couldn't attend the event and couldn't dance. So they needed an extra person to take her place. Otherwise, the dance routine would look off. I have been into dancing before I've gotten into music and guitar. And I used to be part of a dance group and participate in dance competitions in our little village. We call it Barangay. So in one way or another, I got to be her substitute. After the dance, I started receiving little notes in my locker saying mean things to me. At first, I actually thought it was the bully, popular, mean girl. But I realized eventually it wasn't her because she was part of the dance, but I didn't take any of her place or something. I wasn't stepping on her toes other than the other issue, you know. And I was able to piece the little information I had together and remember vividly that the handwriting was really quite nice. But the words were unpleasant and threatening. Anyway, I knew eventually who who it was and didn't really take action about it. And the mean little notes died down eventually until the second year of high school. The difference with this one is a girl actually wrote me a note in second year and told me that she was sorry. So, so girl, you heard me. But all is well that ends well, so not hard feelings. So second year of high school came and yes, we did break up with that guy, which is such a huge relief. And I wasn't in the same class as that mean girl anymore. Well, she still hasn't warmed up to me and she was still low-key spreading some rumors and low-key calling me names. But we were in a different class and eventually people just didn't care or didn't believe her anymore. People also started noticing the real me and which was extremely the exact opposite of the picture that she was trying to paint me to the public. One eternity later. And oh my God, I remember during the last few months of our first year in high school, she had a boyfriend in a different class, but the same year as us. And I remember she was just a loud personality that screams, notice me, you know, and she loves being the center of attention. So I remember she was dating this guy and then they somewhat broke up in the early second year of high school. And funny thing is, the guy she was dating at that time was in the same class as me in the second year and became a close friend. Anyway, they briefly dated and didn't even really thought anything about them at that time. 
had only realized when I became his close friend. So this guy and another guy classmate became one of my close friends from the second year until we became older. And we also played in a band together and played guitar together. So it was really a cool, cool connection. A few moments later. I think what happened was she couldn't really start any odd rumor anymore because eventually people realized that she was just making things up. In the end, she just wanted the attention to herself, be it positive or negative. So it's like positive or negative publicity, you know? So in the second year, people started fresh and anew. I started anew too. I focused myself and in the end attracted my kind of people. And the funny thing is, because no one was paying much attention to her anymore, they realized that she's kind of toxic. She put out her pity card. So she told everyone that she had brain cancer. So we never know until you notice that there wasn't any chemotherapy and she's still alive and kicking. Everyone kind of believed her, but maybe because it's just too cruel to think that it isn't true at that time. So, if you are or have been bullied, you are not alone. And as I said earlier, it's really not about you, it's about them. Some people bully to deal with their own feelings of stress, anger, frustration, or insecurities. They might have also been bullied and want to pay it forward. <laughs> Seriously, yes, there are certainly two sides of the coin. The world is going to be cruel to you, but you don't have to be cruel to the world. Sometimes you gotta show the world what you're made of, girl. Aww. But yes, yeah, seriously, Zesties, it does seem easier said than done. But take it from someone who experienced it firsthand. What can you do if you're being bullied or know someone who is? So there are a few tips that I can share to you based on my own experience or based on research. First, you can, of course, tell a trusted adult. These may be positions of authority like parents, teachers, coaches, who can deal with bullying without the bully ever learning how they found out about it. In my case, I wasn't brave enough to tell anyone and I was kind of a lone wolf and kept a lot of things to myself. But growing up, I really learned my lesson about it, that I need to speak my truth and to be able to call out, especially if people have wronged me. Second, ignore the bully and walk away. So bullies like getting a reaction and getting attention. They like to see you cry and crumble down. Stand up and walk away with dignity. Sometimes they like to fight in front of the public too, so don't give it to them. This was mostly what I did. But I cried when no one's around, and I usually just cry in my room. Third, try to talk to the bully. Now, this option can be a hit or miss, Zesties. If you're like me when I was a kid, I wouldn't be able to pull this off. But you can try. Maybe it will work for you. You just need to keep the receipts, be confident, and stand your truth. Fourth, find your people. This was what I did. But mind you, this takes time patience, and resilience. But I feel this will give the most lasting results. When I found my people, I felt protected, like I was in a wall behind these people. The bully might still bully you, but they will get tired and eventually their bullying will stop. 
when you find your people, you become more confident of yourself and you feel that you're part of a pack. Because when you're bullied, you feel alienated from the world, right? It's like me against the world, especially when the bullying is humiliating you in public. After some time, I found my pack. As I mentioned, I also focused on myself. And at that time, I focused on my music. I played guitar a lot, even at recess and after school. And at recess or and lunchtime, people go to the canteen or go around the school or in the classroom chit-chatting. But you will find me in the classroom just playing guitar on my own. And eventually, I attracted my kind of people who likes music as well. And then they became my bandmates when we grew older. She did find her own people too afterwards, but I couldn't really remember whether they were that close. But the friends that I found after that ordeal they became my lifelong friends. We had our own Christmas party, which was usually held at our house. And when one of us got married and had their own home, we ended up celebrating our annual Christmas party at their house, which was so cool. And fifth, live your best life. That's also quite easier said than done. But as cliche as it seems, the best revenge is having no revenge. I don't know if I said that right, but Basically, just live your best life. Eventually. Karma will just turn around. I remember when I think there was, it's either when we were in college or maybe I was already working. She added me on Facebook and it's just so funny. Like she added me like, why the hell did she add me? And then I was looking and she just looked worn down, I'd say. And then at that time, I was having some gigs and going out with friends and just really living my best life. And as cliche as it seems, there's always a rainbow after the rain. You just gotta stick around longer to see it. Thanks, Zesties, for listening to this episode. If you like this episode, go and share it to your friends or your social media. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms. If you'd like to give me a cup of coffee or two, please head down to the episode notes to find out how. And if you have a story to share, please email them to gratefultalkshow at gmail.com. I also have a blog, a lifestyle blog, if you want to find out restaurants in Brisbane or travel or food or then fragrances, you can also head down to theambervertlife.com. I hope you learned something today from my vulnerability and sharing part of my history. Thank you and I'll see you next week.